Welcome to Dare a New Belief, a place to discover what is possible for your life after the loss of a loved one, and where you will find inspiration, insight, support, and love, and hopefully a bit of laughter to help you through your day. Now, here's your host, Nada Hogan. Welcome to Dare a New Belief, where you will find light and life, love and joy, healing, faith, and hope a place where you get to believe in what is possible for your life. And today I have the great honor and privilege to invite back Dale Malstrom and Don White. Welcome back, gentlemen, my favorite hikers in the whole wide world, and in conjunction with my father, because my father was a very avid hiker. He's no longer with us, but you guys crack me up. You are inspiration to me and my husband, 30 years your senior, and um, yeah, this conversation I could do, I could do all day long, every day. So welcome back. Thank you for being here with us again. And now we're going to start off with a couple, a couple new questions about just friendship, because you two are wonderful friends, and and you play off of one another, which is beautiful. So how how did the friendship begin? I know you guys started in the hiking club, but. Sometimes friendships don't just happen like that. So what's what's the secret to this great friendship? Well, hi again, Nita. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> hi again, Don. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know either. It just, just, just seemed to mesh, you know, really well. Yeah. 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 Uh, both Dell and his wife are very good to me and... and uh, I, I love them for it. You know? Yeah. You, yeah, you I, can see I was going to say, when he first got acquainted, when he uh, invited me to go on a hike with he and Joe. He and Joe had been a couple of hikes. Joe's an avid hiker, or was. He's passed on now. But uh, a way to meet a person and see what they're made of is being on a hike is a good way to do it. Um Don and I got together and had a lot of very enjoyable time out in Mother Nature. Got to know each other very well. Yeah. And so to know Don is to like him. <laughs> exactly. There's no question about that. Yes. And you too, Dell. Yes. Uh, yeah. To know you also is to like you. So you guys have been friends for how many years? Well, I think it was uh, 2000. Two or 2003 when we first started hiking together in longer hikes. Might have been a little before that on the hiking club. I'm not sure, but it's been a while. Okay. All right. Awesome. And now, were your wives friends? No, they got acquainted through us. Yeah, but they were friends, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. And did they ever go out hiking? Was it ever the four of you that just went out hiking together? Well, we may have been uh, short hikes in the uh, national park over here. I don't remember. Okay. They've been very short ones. But. Yeah. 
They they weren't. I know you had already said that Gail, Gail isn't, it, it's not a strong suit for her to be no. a big hiker. And even though Novella did hike a little bit more, but she didn't do these big overnight hikes and these no. grueling hikes like you took us on two years ago that I'm still feeling. I'm joking because it was the most beautiful hike. It was wonderful being with you guys. So your perspective, because Right, I'm 30 years, well, a little bit more than 30 years, your senior, your senior, your junior. junior, thank you. So what, what, for one, what is the secret to living this beautiful, full, happy, cheerful, positive outlook life? Because you two have the best outlook on life. It's just amazing. You're not, because you meet some people that are older and they're, crabby and irritable and you guys are the complete opposite so minus the scotch that goes with you hiking what's the trick to being happy and positive and and living life fully i, I really don't know i uh my philosophy of life is not to harm anybody i was raised up in Idaho where it was a very lonely existence. Eighty acre farm is uh I was the only third grader in the third grade. There was no second grade. My little brother's only first grader. Wow. There was a little girl in the fourth grade and there was three in the eighth and I forget how many seventh and sixth, but I was uh I'm just happy to be alive and Hiking and doing things down here now. Yeah. It's a, can't help but be cheerful. I wasn't always cheerful all my life. I've gone through periods in my life when I was rather depressed for quite long periods of time. But oh, I'm no kidding. That. Okay. So what would you do to get over that? Because there's many, especially now with COVID, because we're so socially isolated. And of course, we have all of our protective equipment. So we're doing good here. What what do you think helped you to get over the depression? Oh, married a nice woman to start with, Farm yeah. Murray, and uh, come back here and I bought a pair of hiking boots and started hiking and getting out in Mother Nature and met people like Don and when we came here yeah. and got in a hiking group. That physical activity is so important because it releases all of these beautiful chemicals from the brain that make us feel good. It just feels awesome. So, yeah, that's you didn't start hiking until you got down here. Is that right? That's correct. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I thought you had hiked all the time. When I was in high school, I worked in the timber, cutting down trees for a sawmill. So I did a lot of hiking, but. Not for fun. Right. Most right. of it, anyway. Yep. Okay. All right. Awesome. How about you, Don? And what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> How do you stay so positive and just have this jovial attitude about life? Gosh, I don't know. I uh, I was raised in a in a other rural part of Iowa, farm boy. I had six. There's six of us in the family and four girls, so oh. that was uh, 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 you survived all that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> no, I pretty much go with uh, Dell. You know, you have to try to do what's right and treat treat people right, and 
I had a good wife. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Now, one thing that might surprise you is that I consider Don to be a, a conservative Republican, and I'm a liberal Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> But we don't talk about it <laughs> much. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. I hope you could hear Don laughing in that too. That's fantastic. Oh, you guys are fabulous. So can you tell us just a little bit about your younger your younger life? I know that, so you grew up in Idaho. Yes. And um, so when I have a tie to Idaho, that's where my kids were born. But, um, and I don't know if you, this might be personal. So if it is just, Tell me you don't want to talk about it, but you have a connection with, um, I can't remember his name right now, but a very prominent Mormon, um, what do I want to say, leader. Is, is that right? Am I making things up? Was I drinking oh. the scotch and forgot that I was drinking it? <laughs> my, my great grandfather, my mother's grandfather, was, uh, he came across, he, he joined the church in Canada and he came across the Plains and spent a winter and winter quarters just outside of Iowa there. Oh. And then next year they came on to Utah, and he was in the second train behind Brigham Young. He arrived in Utah in 47. And once they got in Utah, they started practicing polygamy. My great grandfather had 11 wives. Wow. And mother had more cousins and aunts and uncles that you could keep track of. Yeah. And then we moved to Idaho when I was about two and a half years old. And But I didn't know any of this until I read the book and whatnot. But okay. We lived on this little farm and uh, I heard sheep for a year when I was in seventh grade all summer long. It's... Uh, it was a lonely life. Yeah, yeah. So so as soon as you graduated high school, did you leave that area in Idaho or did you stay a little bit longer? I went up at one of the canyons, about 28 miles, worked on a saw, in the sawmill and cutting down trees for a logger. And then I worked on the Idaho atomic plant as a common labor for a little while that same year, and then I tried college and I dropped out. Mm. I was hated school. Yeah. So I flunked the fourth grade after. I didn't think I was mentally capable of doing mental work. I eventually became an electrical engineer, but. Yeah. Uh, the, it was a eventful, slow paced life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is good. Right, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess it depends your perspective. <laughs> it seemed low, slow to me. Yeah. So here, this is so interesting because so many times we take on a belief about ourselves that I'm I'm not smart or I don't have the intelligence to be able to do school. If I can't get through, you know, even if I'm troubling, if I have troubles in elementary school, then junior high and high school looks daunting and then college like not even thinking about it so how did you because you're an electrical engineer you have some schooling and that takes some uh, serious understanding 
I eventually graduated from high school, and when I was working on the Hungry Horse Dam up in Montana, I was 19, I received my draft notice to go to the war. The Korean War was on, and I decided Navy sounded safer. I went down and joined the Navy, and they sent me to uh, Memphis, Tennessee, to 28-week electronics school. Wow. And I came out fourth from the top of the class of 94 people. Wow. And it was the first time I ever competed successfully at a mental basis. And I thought, well, not as dumb as I thought I was or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I it was in a critical rate, electronics. And so every time I had time and service done, I went down and took the test, and they promoted me to another rank. Wow. And so I came out with first-class Sailor, but I, wow. I've never been overseas, never gone on a ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That changed my life. The Navy changed my life. Yeah, in a very powerful and good way. Yeah. They don't owe me nothing, but I would like to get on the veterans. <laughs> but I might do that someday. Yeah, but. yeah. Awesome. I love that story. I love when somebody doesn't think that they can do something and then they prove to themselves they can absolutely do it. So the coincidences here I love because my kids were born in Idaho. I lived there for a while. And then I was born in Montana. And right outside of of the Hungry Horse Dam, I was born in Whitefish. So we have these great connections. And then Iowa, not that I've ever lived in Iowa, but we're next door neighbors. And actually you're really close to the Minnesota border. And we're, I don't know what we are, 60 miles off of the Iowa border. So we're really, truly, that's, we're neighbors. I love the coincidences here. That was Don. I'm talking, like, you can't see who I'm talking to. It's Don I'm talking to. So Don, how about you? What, what, how was your upbringing? What was your childhood like? Well, uh, like I said, I was born and raised on a farm and always had chores to do and hard work. And, uh, but we had fun doing it. Yeah. And I remember when, when I was in high school, I had been reading about Lewis and Clark adventure and, uh, another friend of mine, we'd spent, made a little money during the summer working for neighbors. And we decided we'd uh, take a little trip and go West. I love it. <laughs> and we had enough money to get to Black Hills and, by the time we got there, we had a little money left over, so we decided, well, let's go to Yellowstone. So we got out there, and first thing you know, we headed down for Salt Lake and back home, and we were actually uh, two days late to get before school started. We were, <laughs> <laughs> My mother was kind of upset about it. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then... Uh, after high school, of course, every every young man at that time had the draft looking at him. And after a year or so, a, a friend of mine got drafted, draft notice, and I went down and enlisted. To be, to, I don't know why I did anyway. Yeah. I ended up uh, overseas in Korea. Well, yeah. Did you, when you were in Korea, was there, you know, I, I think they call it action when there's like actual fighting going on in your part of it. Were you been, in that? The truce had been signed before I got there. Oh, thank God. And uh, 
there wasn't hardly any action at all. There's some skirmishes going on. So, Don, we had a little uh, computer glitch there. So we left off in Korea. You were in Korea. You didn't see any action there. You came back to the United States. And when you were back over here, you met your wife, even though you had gone to, you were in Sunday school with her. Did you guys go to high school together too or no? Same high school, yes. Same high school and Sunday school. And then when, but you didn't date when you were in high school. Correct. Okay. And then you came back, you went back to your hometown and that's where you and Novella somehow started dating. Yeah, she uh, she started giving me the eye, you know. And oh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you guys are great. Yeah, and uh, we ended up getting married. Yeah, well, after she gives you the eye, you yeah. have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, fabulous, fabulous. All right. So then you spent, you stayed in Iowa, in the same town that you were raised in. Did you do all your work there? Well, I worked at a cement company in Mason City, which is ten miles from me. And actually, I the company paid for any education that you wanted to get. So I went to junior college and got through that. And, I plan on going to uh, like the Colorado School of Mines be in geology, but they uh, promoted me in the company and gave me a pretty good deal, I thought. Yeah. I stayed there. Yeah. Okay, so the the coincidences, because I love coincidences. So anybody who listens to my podcast knows I always have to share a coincidence. So first we have Idaho and we're neighbors and Montana. And my father went to school to be an accountant, but his dream was to be a geologist. He wanted to, to study in the School of Mines. I believe at that time it was in Bozeman. And he wasn't able to just because of financial situations. So then he took the the next um schooling that he could take to to be able to you know support himself but I did I didn't know that that you also wanted to be a geologist that's incredible and then there was something else that you just said and now it has slipped my mind so I'll have to circle back to that if it comes back to me so because it's going to be close for us to start wrapping this up um what would you say to Older people, because there's some people that we have in our, our lives, my husband and I, and we're friends with them, but some of them are in their early 60s, some of them later 60s, early 70s, and they just kind of aren't enjoying life. And they really just kind of sitting and watching television and letting days go by. And it's it just doesn't look good on the outside and you know that they're not happy on the inside. What advice would you give to people who are just kind of feeling I'm just going to ride this thing out and, and no life is left inside of them. What would you say to them? What would be your advice? Well, I think the first thing is to turn off the TV Yeah. <laughs> and get outside. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And if you're in a cold winter state, head down to Arizona. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yes. Yes, I think that's why God made Arizona. So people from the north have a place to go in the wintertime. It's a great state. This is a beautiful state. Yeah, how about, how about you, Del? What would you say? Well, 
I used to be kind of religious, but I'm not anymore. But I look at life that this might be all there is, just what we have right now. And you better make the most of it while you got the chance. Yeah. There's uh, not too many opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> and if you just get out and do something, even if it's uh, not real big, work up to bigger things and accomplish more, get out and meet people and try to get interested in city government or school systems or whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Try to enjoy life. Try to expand your view, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm in complete agreement. And I have to tell you, you two are, I told you this the first time we went for a hike, that you are absolutely role models. And you are, you are such, we talk about, your name comes up more often than you would ever believe. In a, just in a regular week, yeah. your name comes up often. And I truly believe that people are put on our path for a, for a purpose, for a reason. So it makes me want to cry how sweet you guys are. Um, so before I do cry, I want to tell both of you, thank you. You, you are so special. You're just okay, special. You. So, yeah. Pleasure. Mm, yes. Thank you. Thank you. And the pleasure is, is all mine. And I know that this wasn't an easy thing um, for you guys to sit down and, and do this crazy podcast stuff, but I'm, I'm truly grateful. I got a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> but you pulled through. You did awesome, both of you. You just did awesome. So thank you so much. And is there anything you want to say to the people before we sign off? Not that I can think of. <laughs> all right. So just I probably said more than I should. No, not at all. No, no, no. You guys did fabulous. You were fabulous. So hats off to the listeners and hats off to you guys. And I, I hope that whoever is listening to this, that you can find a friendship as special as Don and Dale. You two are you just touched my heart. So thank you guys for being here. And for all of the listeners, thank you for being here. You're very welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And yeah. we will be back next week with uh, another podcast with some other phenomenal people. <laughs> Bye-bye for now. Thank you for spending time with us today. Please go to nadahogan.com for show notes and other information you can use right away. If you like what you heard here, please subscribe to our show. And don't forget to rate and review right there on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your shows. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week. <laughs>